0: We're going to continue on today talking about how to receive your healing. And this is week four. You know, in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, it says very clearly that if the Spirit of God, the mighty Holy Spirit, lives in you, dwells in you, it says that He will quicken your mortal body by His Spirit that dwells in you. And we've been talking a lot about how that healing comes from within We've said a major roadblock in people's lives is they're comparing what the word of God says to their body. And it'll mess you up every time because we don't compare what's happening in our body to tell us if the word of God is true. We just receive the word and believe it. And the word of God will change what's in going on in your physical body. It'll change what's going on in your finances. It'll change things in your life. So let's continue to talk about that today. Hallelujah. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, there are 19 individual cases where Jesus, it's showcased in the Gospels, specific cases of healing. Now there's many other situations where it says, power went out of him and healed all their sick. These are just general things. But we're talking about individual cases, if you look at it, uh, where the woman with the issue of blood, the nobleman's son, Jairus' daughter, the, you know, the leper, all of these different ones that are showcased, you will find out that between 66 to 75% of all the people that were healed in the ministry of Jesus, they were healed on their own faith it literally says woman with the issue of blood woman your faith has made you whole over and over again the primary way now many people believe when jesus came to the earth as the son of god that he had unlimited power and that because of his unlimited power he indiscriminately just healed the sick but that's not what the bible says that's what religion says But we don't go by religion, we go by what the Bible says, right? The Bible says when Jesus came to this earth, he laid down and laid apart from him all of his godly attributes and he came as a man. So literally, Jesus ministered as a man anointed by God, right? Now, was he God? Absolutely, But did he come with all of his godly power? No. He literally, he said this. Two times in one chapter, it says that Jesus said, listen, I'm not the one doing the works. It's the Father who is in me that's doing the works. He even said at one point, I of myself can do nothing. He said this, I only do what I see my Father do. I only hear, or I only only say what I hear him say. Right. So Jesus lived on this earth as an example for his church on how we are to live in the earth. The Bible says, if so be that you you say that he's your Lord, you should walk like him. Jesus said, the works that I do, greater works are you going to do because I'm going to the father. He even said this. He says, as the father has called me, so now I'm calling you. Real interesting. Mark chapter 6 in verse 5, it says something real interesting. Mark 6, 5, it says this, And he could there do no mighty work, say he laid laid his hands upon a few sick folk. And this word sick literally means people with minor ailments. And healed them. Only a few. And then it says this in verse 6 and he marveled at their un- or he marveled because of their unbelief and then what did he do and he and he went about the villages teaching see what is how do you fix unbelief you teach the word of god isn't that right so that's what jesus did but notice the son of god the messiah was limited because of a person's unbelief. This works exactly the same way today. Right? It is not what you have and what you receive from God is not based on Him. It's based on you. It's what you can believe, right? Because He's already given you everything. He's already provided healing for every human ailment, every human being. He's already done it. Now it's a matter of us receiving it. And how we receive it is through faith. Faith is of key importance to get people to receive their healing, right? It's of key importance. This is why we teach on faith. You know, when we, when we started the church, the, the Lord is very adamant that we are to always be teaching people how to walk in the love of God, how to walk by the faith of God, how to be led by the Spirit of God. Because the vision of, and the purpose of this church is to reach people so that their lives are changed. We do that by helping them come to know Jesus, to be saved, and then come to know the truth. God is the God who would have all men to be saved, and come to the full discernment of the truth, which is the word of God. This is why we teach this here. So it's an equipping. Today's not only a ministering, but it's an equipping so that you can not only get free, but that you can go out, or I should say it this way, so that you can walk and receive your freedom and walk in it, and then go out there and get other people free. That's that's why we do what we do here. So, if we look at the basics of faith, you know, um, Kenneth Hagan, Brother Hagan, wrote, wrote a book, or actually it was written based on his teachings, and it's very simple. It's called The ABCs of Faith. Well, what are the ABCs of faith? A, what is faith? Right? B, how does faith come? C, how do you release your faith that's it you learn how to walk in these three things and you'll have no trouble receiving everything that god has already given you god has no plans for your physical health to go backwards he wants you healed and whole and there's no limits to that if there's missing parts He could create new parts. If there's things that died, he could bring them to life. God, all things are possible with him. And so what we have to find out, though, is what is his will? Well, his will is completely defined in his word. So if I can find two or three scriptures that promise me something, then it's already mine. It's a matter now, not of God giving it to me, but me receiving it through faith. It's how you got saved. It's how literally you'll receive everything from God because everything is included in salvation, right? The very word means healing, means prosperity, it means wholeness, it means safety, it means soundness of mind. It literally means being purchased and redeemed from all the results of sin and the curse of the law. Well, how did you get saved? For by grace are you saved. Through faith. Look at it like this. There's like a veil. See, we see on this side of the veil, we have this natural world. We see physical things. We perceive them with our five physical senses. All of the spiritual blessings that have been provided for us, our inheritance, all the promises of God... They are beyond the veil in the unseen realm. You can't see them. In other words, you can't perceive them with your senses, but you can see them with the eyes of your spirit. And as faith, see faith, how does it come? It comes by hearing God's word. It doesn't come any other way. It doesn't come by watch, watching a very emotional movie that moves you. in a a Christian sense. It doesn't come by a worship song that might move you emotionally. Unless that worship song, like we were singing today, has in it the Word of God. See, that's what makes worship amazing, right? So let's look at this a little bit. What faith is, how faith comes, how to release your faith. See, as you know these things, you'll be equipped to be able to lay hold of everything that god has given you now the enemy will sit on your shoulder and say man you you've been believing god for decades and nothing's happened well listen let me say this you've never met a person who's gotten in faith and here's a big one and stayed in faith that you did not see the answer in their life in this realm You literally reach through the veil with your faith in the unseen realm and grab hold of it. And you just, and literally now, everything that I say, everything that I confess, everything that I act on is motivated now by the faith that's in my heart. I'm not motivated by what's happening in my body. Does that make sense? In other words, I'm not looking to the outside. I'm looking to the inside. My faith has laid hold of something. And if I don't let that go, I will see it in, this, in my body, in this life, in this realm. That's how it works. So let's look at this, what faith is. Go to Hebrews 11, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now I want to encourage you, there is an incredible healing anointing here this morning. God wants you well. So we'll follow his lead. I'm just, I've been having a sense all morning that we're going to lay hands on people. But you know, you don't, you don't have to have hands laid on you to be healed. Man, I'm telling you, when you get fully persuaded and you go, you know, I believe that, just say, yeah, I believe I receive my healing. You know, while you're going to Hebrews 11.1, 1, I just want to read something to you. Just kind of jumped up at me. Romans chapter 8 and verse 17. It says something wonderful. So, I've been quoting this verse, and the Lord just kind of brought this up and said, some people are struggling with this verse, so I want to deal with this. So, here's your answer, whoever that is, and uh, just know that he, I'll I'll just put your mind at ease, he didn't tell me who's struggling with this, so I'm not looking at anybody, okay? (laughs) So, just relax, just look ahead and just smile, nobody will ever know, right? But... This is always meant to help you. It says here, it says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ or with Christ. If so be we suffer with him that we also may be glorified together with him. So the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness with your spirit that you're his child. And if you're his child, then you're his heir. Well, what is part of your inheritance? Healing, right? That, that, that Jesus himself bore, right? You know, actually, go over there. Go over to Matthew. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 16, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled. Now this word fulfilled is very similar to when Jesus came down from the wilderness after being tempted by Satan and he quoted Isaiah and then he said this, this day is this fulfilled in your ears? And literally, in the Greek, it would read, "From this day on, this is fulfilled and will continue being fulfilled." Well, it's the same Greek word here in Romans eight seven or, or Matthew eight seventeen that it might be fulfilled. This is not just; it wasn't fulfilled. There's there's some people that are going. Well, wait a minute. This was fulfilled the night that Jesus said this. So this was fulfilled when these people came to him 2,000 years ago and he healed all their sick. Isaiah was fulfilled. It's not talking about our day. So I want to answer that question to you today. Your spirit will always bear witness that you're a child of God and that you have an inheritance. This messes some people up. So let's forget about what the Greek word really means. Okay, look at this, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So, he's quoting Isaiah fifty-three, the great redemptive chapter. It's I, it's literally the Holy Spirit's commentary on that on that verse, where it says, "Surely he bore our sickness and carried our pain." So, if you look at this though. Matthew's gospel was written, what? After Jesus, it was written after Jesus went to heaven, right? So if it was only for those people that Jesus ministered on that one night, it would have to read this way. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, himself took their infirmities and bore their sicknesses. But Matthew, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, did not say their, he said our. So it's for you today. Today as you're sitting here, If you have any sickness or any disease in your body, if you have any joint problems, if you have any deteriorating discs, if you have migraine headaches, I don't care what it is. Deuteronomy 28, 61 says, the curse of the law included all sickness and all disease, and we've been born out of it. But this scripture brings light and says, listen, he bore all of our sicknesses. He carried all of our pains. So that's yours today. So if he already bore it, then you don't have to bear it. Now, that will make no sense to your mind, right? Because there are things that are incurable. Absolutely. As far as what medical... Science knows today there are things that are incurable. Pastor Edwin, you researched pancreatic cancer, got your PhD in it. There's no cure. According to the information that man has gained from his five physical senses, there's no cure. You get get pancreatic cancer the cancer society people will tell you if you're a cancer survivor all that means is you will live five years beyond your diagnosis not that it's gone forever but i'm here to tell you that beyond the veil there is a cure for pancreatic cancer there is a cure for every sickness and every disease And see, when we reach through the veil and lay hold of our healing, I want to take you a little deeper today. Don't think of it as I'm laying hold of my healing. When you lay hold of a financial miracle, when you lay hold of your healing, you're laying hold of Jesus. And you can never fail if you lay hold of Jesus. I'm here to tell you today that the Word of God is true, and He's your healer today. Amen? I know you're excited about that. Did you just feel that go up in our sanctuary, right? So don't let that lie trip you up, right? Saying himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So Hebrews 11:1, did you find that yet? What is faith? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Is that that's just totally clear to you, isn't it? Clear as mud. you got to meditate in it to see it. First of all, it says now faith is, or in other words, faith is now. It's the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is the substance. That Greek word substance means it's the confidence. It's the realization. That Greek word means the same thing. In other words, faith has substance. Faith brings substance. What does it bring substance of? Things hoped for. See, hope is always future, right? Now faith is. Faith is always now. Hope is always future. But let's define the Greek word hope here. It literally means a joyous, confident expectation. See, with God, you don't hope to be healed under this context. Well, maybe I'll receive it, maybe I won't. No, that's not Bible hope. Bible hope is God said it, so I have a joyous, confident expectation that I will be healed, right? And, and, and the, the fact of knowing that I will be healed is based on the fact That 2,000 years ago, it's already been purchased for me, and Jesus Himself already bore what I'm bearing, and I'm not gonna put up with it anymore. The blood levels have to come in line. My blood pressure has to come in line. My heart has to beat in the right rhythm. My joints, my knees, my hips, my shoulders, they, they have to work properly. Oh, yeah, you're gonna age, you're gonna grow older. But you're not to be in pain because he redeemed you from it. You're not to be weak and be limited physically from what you can do. Now, you might not go play full-court basketball. You might not, you know, do do things when you were younger. Absolutely, whatever. But you're not to be in pain and you're to be strong and healthy. And, and, And God's will for your life is not pouring half of your money into the medical field. Right? Thank God for doctors. But doctors do not, God does not work with doctors. Doctors, surgeons, all of them work with God. And thank God for Christian doctors. We have some in our church. Thank God for Christian nurses, Christian nurse practitioners, for Christian researchers. Thank God for that. We pray that they find a cure for cancer. But I got to tell you, there's always going to be something else. Because the root of all sickness and disease is not something you can see. It's unseen. It's called spiritual death. Healing is not something that you see. It is the redemptive finished work of Christ. But oh, you'll see the results of it in your body if you'll believe. Amen? I believe that God is going to raise up. I believe that God's going to invade the medical community in this city. And you're going to see doctors and surgeons and nurses and all all these people start to get born again and start to learn about what the Word says so now they are equipped fully with what the Word says and with what, right? So that if a doctor is ever sitting before somebody and saying, okay, so in the natural, there's there's no cure, but I've got good news for you. That's not the final word. And I'm telling you, God is a healer. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, hope is always based on what God said. If God didn't say he's given it to you, you can't hope to get it. Does that make sense? But he has said very clearly that it's his will that you be healed, that you walk free from this. And you think, well... You know, the younger people in our congregation, they don't have to worry about this stuff because they're young. Oh, yeah? Do you know how many younger people are fighting anxiety, are fighting depression? How many sports injuries? All, listen, you're, you're either going to face this or you're going to know multitudes of people that are facing this. And I'm telling you, we are a body of believers. Right? We are equipped with the Word of God. We are anointed, we believe in the name of Jesus, and we'll lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Evidence, the evidence. This word evidence means the proof of things not seen or of things not perceived by your senses. So a way to say this verse in modern English, now faith is the confidence of things expected. Faith is the proof that I already have what I cannot see with my senses. That's literally what faith is. Now faith gives substance to the things that I'm expecting. My faith, I reach through the veil and I lay hold of healing. And my faith will give substance to it, will bring it into this realm. Right? But when I've reached through the veil, see, I'm already healed. I don't have to see it in my body because I'm fully persuaded, that's really what faith is, being fully persuaded that what God said is true. This is why it's so important for you to know, number one, God loves you. Yes. And, and you have to walk in a revelation of that. Because once you see that, you know, man, he'll never leave me. You you make a mistake in life, you will not run away from him. You'll run to him. Because you know he loves you. You know that there's nothing you can do to ever change that. That literally nothing can separate you from his love. Now faith gives substance to the things I'm expecting. Faith is the proof that I have what I can't perceive with my senses. Not going to get that I have... That's God's Word. In other words, faith makes it a reality in my life. What do you believe in God for? You want to have children? Yeah, but they say I can't. They say I'm too old. But you have a desire to have children. Yeah. See, when you delight yourself in the Word, which is delighting yourself in the Lord, the Word of God which is the will of God comes into your heart. Or you could say it this way. You've heard me say this so many times. The will of God comes into your heart in the form of his word. The Holy Spirit gives revelation to it and then the word of God comes out of your heart or the will of God comes out of your heart in the form of desires. As you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. They're expressions of his will for your life. If you get quiet, you'll know that whatever is going on in your physical body is not God's will. And you'll get pretty adamant about it. Because inside of you, your spirit man wants to dominate this world system. Dominate the enemy. Subdue and conquer. That's who you are. Most fail to receive from God. Notice I said they fail to receive from God. Not that God doesn't give it because he's already given it. Most fail to receive from God because they are looking at natural things to tell them if it's really true. See, they, yeah, Pastor, I know you quote these scriptures every week, and if you'll notice, I've picked five or six healing scriptures. It's really hard to do because the whole Bible is full of it. But I've been saying the same ones over and over and over and over again so that it gets down on the inside of us. But I don't ever have to look at my physical body, at what my symptoms are, at what my circumstances are. I never look at them to tell if it's working or not. I know it's working because I'm fully persuaded that if God said it, and he also said he watches over his word to perform it, that that's his deal. That is not even my deal. Faith is of the unseen. It's never of the scene. You don't perceive faith with your senses. Faith is for things that are not seen and it's for things that are not yet. Faith gives substance to what I'm hoping for. It brings this, this blessing of God that's in my future. It brings it right into my reality right now. And it's part of my witness. Because as you walk in the blessing of God, It causes the glory of God to come out of you. You don't get the glory he does. And which turns you on more than anything in the world because you don't want the glory. To be honest with you, this is what I want about the glory. I just want to live in it. Because his glory is his presence. Man, I'm telling you, it's everything. You're not in faith if you are judging the truth of God's word by the facts that you're perceiving with your senses you're not you're not weak in faith there's no faith faith is what receives from god faith is of your heart it's a product of your spirit see it's a spirit faith is a spiritual force that you exercise out of your spirit man it's of the heart Faith is never a physical force. Okay? It's for things not seen, for things not yet. It says this in Romans 10.10. It says, for with the heart, or in other words, with man's spirit, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So the word of God has to be in two places if I'm in faith. It has to be in my heart, and coming out of my mouth sounds so basic. But I got to say, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Because if that doesn't sound fresher than the last time you heard it, you're living out of your flesh. And it'll dull you. And you'll start saying this. Well, you know, I already know that. Pastor, tell me something I don't know. Well, you might know it here but we're talking about knowing it here, right? Faith, faith comes by hearing God's word. You know, in Mark five thirty-four, you don't have to turn there, but the woman with the issue of blood, it says Jesus turned to her and said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. What does he mean? Her faith reached through that veil and grabbed hold. If I may but just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Notice Jesus didn't say, daughter, your faith healed you. Because what was she believing for? Daughter, your faith has made you whole. So she's like, he's like, daughter, your faith made you whole. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I, she didn't say I'll be healed. She says, I'll be whole. I can't wait to meet that lady. I bet all the money she spent for 12 years, all the stuff she lost, all came back with interest. I'll guarantee you that. Can't wait to meet her up in heaven. What's really cool is, you know, we'll be walking around with all these people and we'll know them. We'll never, you'll never do this in heaven. Hi, my name's Tony. What's your name? Come on, No. People will walk up to Leanne and go, wow, Leanne, hey, it's so good to meet you. You know, when I was a little girl in 1850, I was praying in the spirit and I, now, I know now I was praying for you to lay hold of the plan of God for your life. Man, I'm just so glad to meet you. It's going to be wonderful. Yes, it will. See, there's an example of this in the Old Testament. Elisha and Gehazi. Remember that story? Elisha's telling, telling the king of Israel, hey, this other king's going to be coming over here. And, and it's like, all of a sudden, this, this enemy king who wants to destroy Israel, everywhere he goes to try to sneak up on Israel, they already are ready. And they're like "Oh, king, nobody's telling. It's like this prophet is sleeping in your bedroom. (laughs) Right? So this king's like, okay, well, I'll solve this problem. He gets his whole army and surrounds the town where Elisha and Gehazi are at. Now, that's kind of like a death sentence, if you think about it. A whole army coming for one guy. They're, They're not coming to reason with him. They're not coming to say, hey, uh, listen, don't, if you, let me slap your hand if you, don't, if you promise not to do this again. No, no. They're coming to probably torture and cut his head off. Yeah. So, right? So here's Gehazi. It says, and when the servant of the man of God was risen early, at least Gehazi, faithful guy, rose early, right? <laughs> probably going to men's Bible study. <clears throat> yeah. And gone forth, behold a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots so you could imagine Gehazi good feeling gone right I'm going to go water the camel he goes outside the tent and he's like oh wow Uh, 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 Elisha Mr. Prophet um, I think they're a little upset at you for what you've been saying right so, when his servant said to him, Alas, my master, it has an exclamation point. In the Hebrew language, it's kind of funny. He was stressed, right? How shall we do? I think that's funny. When you're stressed, you say things silly, don't you? You don't say, What shall we do? How shall we do? And Elisha answers, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Oh, today you might not see, but greater is he that's in you and for you than anything that you'll ever face. This is not just preachable. This is truth. There's an anointing on this. And it says this in verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. Now see, what God did is he allowed Gehazi to see beyond the veil. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. That's exactly what happens When you get revelation of how much God loves you, and then when you believe he loves me so much, I know he's provided healing for me. And you reach through the veil and the eyes of your spirit see that greater, that his healing power is greater than any sickness and disease. It's greater than any, just any abnormality. It's greater than a missing body part. I mean, they they brought unto Jesus all that were maimed. That means missing stuff. And all of them were healed. Man, how would you like to see a hand grow out, a leg grow out, right? People who suffer from sickness and disease and they might lose a limb and all of a sudden, boom, a leg grows out right in front of people. We'd have church. I gotta tell you, church, get ready for that. Because that's part of this. That's part of who you are. We've been living, see, we've been hearing from the pulpits. Man's theories, nice little internet stories, relevant political issues. And none of it will produce faith. That's why we don't preach that stuff around here. We got to preach the word because it's the only thing that will produce faith. Faith comes by hearing God's word. Nobody else's word. Well, we just, you know, a lot of the Bible isn't relevant for today. You know, they're seminaries. They're, they just graduated a whole other group. Seminaries around the country where seminary professors are tenured. They can't get them out and they're teaching all this nonsense. Well, you know, the Bible's not relevant. God is not relevant. Wow. You think your little iPhone technology is pretty cool. God would never use that. The technology of heaven, right? God's chariot, could you imagine that? Man, I mean, Revelation 3.11, behold, I come quickly. I mean, that thing handles, right? (laughs) God is relevant. He's cutting edge. He knows exactly what we need. All technology that comes into this earth, guess what? He is the originator of anything that's good. That's right. If the technology is twisted and used for bad, that's just the enemy. The enemy doesn't create. He, you know, he warps it. We preach the word, the word of God. There is a veil that keeps us from seeing beyond the natural realm into the spirit realm. There's a veil. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus came through the veil to redeem us. All the blessings that he's purchased are beyond that veil. And here's the thing, the word of God, literally the Holy Spirit brings revelation and we can see through the veil. I don't have to see in my body to know that I'm healed. I don't have to see in my finances to know that all my finances are good and that I'm a prosperous man. I could reach through that veil and grab hold of the promise of God. Faith reaches through the veil to receive all that God has given to us in Christ. So look at these scriptures. Ephesians 1.3, you don't have to turn there. Ephesians 1, three. blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Is there a spiritual blessing that he hasn't already given you? No. 2 Peter 1.3 According as his divine power has given unto us all things, half, past tense, given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And how does it come to us? Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue reaching through the veil so how does faith come romans 10 17 have you ever heard that one before right so then faith comes by hearing not by listening by hearing hearing is allowing god's word to speak to your heart to hear the Word of God, you got to have it first. got to give it your undivided attention. you got to keep it before your eyes, and you got to keep it in the midst of your heart. And hearing by the Word of God. In other words, faith comes by hearing God's Word. God's Word will give you the inventory list. For all you list people, I'm a list person. He'll give you the inventory list of everything that He's provided for you. It's all found right here. Good preaching. Come on. If you're ever stressed out and you want, and you might think that it's God's will that you ever worry or be stressed, got to look in the Bible because He says no. He never wants you stressed. He never wants you to worry. He never wants you in lack and poverty. He never wants you sick, and He's provided those things. So healing is in that inventory list. See, the Word of God produces faith because it tells you what belongs to you, right? Only God's word produces faith. Faith only comes from hearing God's word. Faith does not come from praying or begging God to do something. It doesn't come that way. There's not one verse that says that. It comes from hearing God's word. Oh, Satan doesn't want, see, Satan wants you to think, man, I just gotta, you know, I just gotta build my faith so that I have enough faith. To receive. What a big lie. It doesn't take much faith to receive a big miracle. So, how do you release your faith? See, many people believe if they have enough faith, everything would just work out in their life, and Satan beats them up. Well, you said this, you did this, and you start micromanaging your faith. You're just weak in faith, you're never gonna be able to lay hold of this because man, this this sickness, this disease, it's it's there's no cure for it. Only so many people in the world have this and there's no cure for it. So, you know, you you're gonna need some big faith for this. Boy, we could see. I mean, the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years do you think she had a Bible? did she have access to the hundreds and thousands of hours of teaching on faith and healing that we have? No. All she, she just heard of Jesus. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. She's like, okay, Messiah would have healing in his wings. If I could just touch the, the wings of the Messiah is the wings of the prayer shawl. It's the little things that are hanging down. If I could touch that hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Because the word says, that's all she had. Look at this one, Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14, verse 5, this is talking about the crippled man that was healed at Lystra. It says, and when there was an assault, Acts 14, 5, made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them. They're talking about, they wanted to stone Paul and Barnabas. They were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derbe. Notice they were led to get out of there. Not to stand and go, no, you won't do that in Jesus' name. Guess what? This story wouldn't be in there because they would have never made it to Lystra and Derby. Right? So here they are. They were aware of it. They fled unto Lystra and Derby, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lies round about. And there, verse 7, they preached the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel includes the complete redemptive work of Jesus which includes healing. So they were preaching the gospel. It has to include healing because over and over where it says the gospel was preached, people had faith to be healed. And there sat a certain man at Lystra. So this was an actual guy, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This guy had no paradigm of knowing even how to walk. He had been crippled and and lame from his mother's womb. The same heard Paul speak. See, he didn't just listen, he heard it, which meant he heard it and accepted it to be true. He heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. So here's Paul preaching the gospel and he perceives that this guy has faith to be healed. Well, the question's got to be, did you notice he had faith to be healed? But he was still sitting there. maimed? Heard the word, had faith to be healed, but it's not enough to know what faith is. It's not enough to know how faith comes. You have to know how to use your faith and release it. So here's this man. He's like, I believe it. Paul, I believe it. I believe God has provided healing. I believe Jesus bore my sickness and carried my pain. You know that's what, that, that's what Paul was preaching. But the man was still sitting there. If this was the last of the story, he would have still been crippled with faith in his heart to be healed. It says here, Paul said to him with a loud voice, Stand up on your feet. Now, I'm not a rocket scientist, but somebody who hasn't walked ever. Ever. It says there was a certain man. It doesn't say a boy. So this guy's a grown man. He's never walked. Could you imagine what his legs would look like? We don't know what his legs would look like, right? Right? But Paul perceived that he had faith in his heart, and then he said it. By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he said, Stand up and walk. If the man didn't believe it, he would have looked at Paul and said, I can't walk. I've never been able to walk. But the man heard the word, and he reached through the veil and was fully persuaded, and he leaped and walked. Now as far as we know this is the first time he ever heard the word and he heard enough word and he became fully persuaded that it was enough for him to leap and walk and receive a miracle the reason why i'm saying that is my goodness what about us today come on see the man simply had to he had to understand how to use his faith to lay hold of his healing. See, this does away with the concept if you had enough faith, you would be healed. Right? Our pastor in California, he was a crusade director with Brother Hagin, very close to Brother Hagin his whole life during during all the healing crusades and all this stuff. He would tell his staff at his church, if there's ever a man that would believe in divine healing, it's him. And he would be very adamant with his staff, if I ever hear that any of you ever tell somebody that the reason you're not healed is because you don't have enough faith, that's a fireable offense. You're gone instantly. We're not going to talk about it. That's just ridiculous. And the reason why is because that is hindering people. Faith comes by hearing. Once you hear the sound in your spirit of the word of God, and you're fully persuaded, you lay hold of that thing. He acted on what he believed. The reason why many don't receive is they're wanting to see something before they believe. They see themselves sick, which isn't that easy to do. Have you ever had the flu? By day three, you're starting to think, am I ever going to be well? What does that even look like? right? If you've been getting up and you've had problems with your knee forever or problems with your hip and you feel pain, you can start to see yourself sick. And they're waiting to see a change in their body before they will believe that they're healed. And Satan will sit on their shoulder and say, you just don't have enough faith. You just need to do this and you just need to do this. And they get so caught up. See, your job is simply to believe His job is to bring it to pass. That's not our job. The spiritual force of faith, it has to have an outlet. See, Paul is challenging the man to see himself well and act on that. Paul is saying, sir, allow the faith that is in your heart to be the motivation of every action, of every word that you speak. See what God wants you to do is we walk by faith. So now wh- how do I walk? I walk out of the motivation that is in my heart coming out of me being fully persuaded that what God's word says is true. I'm not so when you're walking by faith you don't say should I take medicine, should I not? Come on preach it. That that if you if you're asking that question You're looking at your body. You're looking at, do I have enough faith? Do I I know enough? I can't quote this the way Pastor Tony can. That's all nonsense. No, 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 no. If you take medicine, take it in faith. If you don't take medicine, don't take it in faith. Whatever, have a surgical procedure, don't. Has nothing to do with what we're talking about. You get fully persuaded. Our job is to simply meditate in that word, day day and night, and let the word do the work. All of a sudden, you'll be fully persuaded. All of a sudden, one day, you'll, you'll realize, wow, you'll be checking a blood level or something. And all of a sudden, you realize, oh my gosh, I haven't taken my medicine for three weeks. And everything's great. Or, what'll probably happen is the Holy Spirit will say, okay, now I want you to go back to the doctor and I want you to ask him, can I lessen this? Can I, can I get off of this and let's see what happens? instead of doing something foolish, right? But whatever it is, you'll know, because the Holy Spirit's a guide, but it won't be coming out of what somebody else thinks you should do, right? It won't become, I mean, do you know people have died because they've went to meetings and they've gotten a word? The Lord told me to tell you to get off your medicine. And they get off their medicine and they die. No, 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 no. Listen, if you ever have a word of prophecy given to you by anybody, if it doesn't confirm what God is already speaking to you, and when that word of prophecy comes, because that is a gift and manifestation of the Holy Spirit, it will go off in you and you'll go, yes. It'll build you up. It won't tear you down. But we're not moved outward, we're moved inward. Everything that I say, everything that I do, it's motivated Inward. Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. This is a huge thing. He was asked to do what he could not do, and healing came when the man acted on what he believed. Hallelujah. Well, I've got some good stuff here. The confession, I'm going to close with this, the confession of our faith reaches through the veil. The place of rest, is the confession of your mouth that reaches through the veil. I believe that I receive my healing, for it is written, Jesus himself bore my sickness and carried my pain. The place of rest is also the physical activity that you do that is motivated by the faith in your heart. That See, when you walk in faith, you're walking in rest. You know you're at rest when you're in the place that you're fully persuaded that what God said is the final authority. It's truth.